Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-hosts here, Stacey Noel Connor. This week, we're taking you inside Britney Spears' failed intervention in Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show. Ben and JLo's new mansion and Megan Fox's breakup, and over a Bravo, the Vanderpump Rules premiere, and New Jersey's unexpected reunion between Jacqueline Larita and Teresa G. Udice. Greetings, Stacy. How how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was great. It was super relaxing. I just I didn't watch much TV at all. <laughs> I stayed on social media the entire time and I just, you know, read about other people's opinions. <laughs> I like that. I mean, it's like, um, yeah, I like to see which way the wind's blowing before I make my own de- decision. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you watch any of the big, like, news channels, if you watch ESPN, if you watch... Most television shows are, you know, they're just talk, they're they're talking heads and they're just giving opinions. They're just paid to give their opinions about stuff. Yeah. So, you know, at least on social media, most people aren't paid to give their opinions. Right. <laughs> Doesn't mean I they're wish. good, but hey. If I had a dollar for every opinion I tweeted, <laughs> I know <laughs> I'd be a, I'd, I, I'd be I'd be on real I'd be my own real housewife, like you know. <laughs> It, well, but the thing is, Jordan, it depends on what city. Like, would you be a New Jersey housewife or would you be a Beverly Hills housewife? Or would you be a Miami housewife? Yeah, I need something in the middle. I don't want to be, but I'm trying to say I'd be really rich. I would have the agency of tweets, the Hilton and Highland of tweets. I, there we just, go. I tweet, yeah, no, but, um, you know, also the thing with social media is I learned perspectives that I, that would go over my head. Like something, I'll be like, I don't get the big deal about that fight. Mm-hmm. And then people will, different perspectives. And I'm like, oh, that was totally insensitive. There you go. Um, teaches me things. Twitter is good for the soul. You can learn things. Yeah. If you're willing to like not be offended. Yeah. I guess like if you're willing to like, you know, just go, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Sometimes shit. I scroll through, like, I, I'll like spend a morning just scrolling through threads. Just mm-hmm. I learn things from it. Mm-hmm. So that's, so that's I learned fun. something recently about myself that I last week I left my Swiffer out in the corner so you could see it in the corner of the video. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I was about to put it away today. And I said, no, I'm deliberately leaving it out as a little like, you know, salute to our homie Danielle from our con, con artist queen. Oh my God. <laughs> Swiffer girl. <laughs> oh God. I do like Swiffer. It's very satisfying. It's and so I don't mean satisfying. that in, I don't mean that in the Danielle con artist. No. <laughs> I mean, cleaning, cleaning the house. Yep. <laughs> you get what? to see the results. Which is fun. It's gross, but it's also great. I mean, it's gross, but it's satisfying to like, like know it's you like got all that. Popping the pimple, satisfying. Yeah. It's like it's grody, but you but you're like, ooh, look at all this grime I got. God, <laughs> yes. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I had fun this past week. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? I know what you did, actually. <laughs> Hopefully half of Instagram, Twitter, and mm-hmm. Facebook. <laughs> I went to Soho House for the first time. There we go. Yeah, the, the West Hollywood one on Sunset. You know I live for this stuff. I mean, mostly what I live for is when there's uh, private security, private elevator, <laughs> private entry. <laughs> I just love that stuff. It was really cool, though. I mean, it's like a private club for um, creatives and industry people, mm-hmm. and they don't allow pictures inside. Which you know, as everyone probably knows, I don't. I don't like. I don't like waiting in line, and I don't like following those kinds of rules. So there's a picture, but. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. I mean, the people there are look really cool, cooler than me, because you know they're like hip. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Well, more entourage. Yeah, their vibes. Like, more well, just entourage. like our our homie Nate, who is unfortunately under the weather today, so he can't join yeah. us. But just like he told you that day, he was like, "Just remember, Jordan." The celebrities and rich people are just as afraid of you as you are of them. <laughs> and Even. and don't tap the glass. Like those those two things. So like, no, you, you felt uncool, but you're not. They they, they think that they, they feel uncool a lot too. So don't worry about Well, yeah, but you know, my vibe is a little bit more, uh, it's not like I hang out there all the time, but you know, like things that, I'm a little bit more old school, a little bit more like polo lounge, Josh Flagg style. Mm-hmm. That's more my uh, demographic, my crowd. But going into this place, I'm kind of like, I'm really not edgy. I am i don't know what you'd call me, a little bit preppy, a little bit schleppy. I would call you Carlton Banks. <laughs> yes. So I wanted to like be a little bit cooler, but... um no, it was. It was fun. But yeah, like I said, my favorite things are like always making it past that velvet rope, getting inside the gilded cage, seeing where I'm not supposed to be in. Very satisfying. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's got a great view. Yeah, it does. It's on the top mm-hmm. floor. And uh, indoor, outdoor, nice I menu. There. I went there on a date once. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good, that's a I like that. He was a short king and he was trying to impress me. (laughs) And so he took me to Soho House. I was like, okay. I was like, all right. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, we had a good time. We went on a couple of dates. He really, uh, he hit on me while I was working, when I was waiting tables in Beverly Mm -hmm. Hills. So it was kind of one of those things where it was like, always felt a little off. I don't know. That's why I like, eh, I don't like being, I don't like being hit on at work. It just, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I enjoyed watching my coworkers get, especially when I worked at the bar, enjoyed, enjoyed watching the guys get hit on, but not so much me. But anyway, uh, Soho House, you were there during the day, which is kind of a different feel from being there at night. Yeah. Like, I like felt- you probably saw a lot more people like working there. Cause some people like use it as a WeWork almost. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like a meeting, and um, actually that was probably more my vibe than, like, I like being part of the thinking of myself or being sort of inserting myself into the business side. Mm-hmm. So at night, I couldn't deal with those, like, 
Mike Shuhead wannabe slicked back. You know, I'm not, I'm not greasy. I hope I'm like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sleazy, uh, douchey. Well, you don't have enough hair for it. So yeah, yeah, that's true. But you know, that brand, I, I'm, yeah. I'm obnoxious in my own ways, but I, I don't think of myself as like, you'll never see me pull up in like a, What's an obnoxious, horrible person's car? Oh, one of those Lamborghini SUVs. Totally not my style. I hate those with a passion. Yeah. They're so gross. They're so they're, gross. They, yeah, they're just slimy. You have to check. Uh, yeah. If you- actually, when I look at them, I go, you're actually poor. Like, that's that's a show-off car. That's a, you don't really have real money if you yeah. have that. No. Because yeah, you would buy a flash, Ferrari. No You'd buy a real Ferrari, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> so many of those are leased. Those oh, yeah. uh, Lambos and stuff. I didn't realize that you could lease them until a few years ago. I got an ad in like my social media feed for a dealer offering monthlies on like a Bentley. A new oh. Bentley. And I was like, oh. Now See, I- every, everything is going subscription. Everything is going subscription. Yeah. Everything. Um, well, um, well, lovely Soho house. Well, you know what? You know what won't be hosting? Um, what? What the Soho house won't be hosting? <laughs> Britney's intervention. Yeah. Do we think that that was real? That that was really supposed to happen, or? It sounds like it. I mean, the way TMZ put. By the way, if you guys don't know. Um, Allegedly, according to TMZ, Britney Spears is spiraling again, and her team, including the only name I could pull from that was her manager, Cade Hudson. Mm -hmm. Cade, C-A-D-E. We've discussed him before, but I'm not talking about Goldie Hawn's daughter, Cade. An intervention. He rented a house for her, I guess, and... He rented a house to stage the intervention and then keep her there for treatment for a couple months. But it was called off suddenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figured it out. But then she's saying that no. I don't know. I don't know. Her husband's on her side, isn't he? I think he released the statement. But like, but what side is that? Is that the side of keeping everything copacetic for her and the way that she wants it or or on her side of making her healthy and making sure that she is in a good, in a good place, which may not be about making her happy at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, I think, I mean, he's protecting his, you know, he knows what side. His investment? Yeah. And I mean, when he's on her side, I mean, and I think it's to keep her in the stage that supports him or in the way that supports him. And also it creates this because she has been so, you know, she's been so isolated from the world. Digging his heels down with her makes it them against the world, Bonnie and Clyde. And then she needs him even more. You know what I mean? Do you think since he is kind of the last vestige of the Jamie Spears era of Britney's Mm -hmm. life that he's still kind of in that camp of like type of person, Mm -hmm. like still kind of like a user is not completely there for her. Yeah. 
in the purest sense. I mean, yeah, I don't know him and I can't, so I guess we'll just say Elijah look now, mm-hmm. but um, I don't, I go back, I don't know if he's like evil or anything, but I, he's, he gets too much from this and now he has her all to himself, at least control. I also kind of go, where are, like, we've got all of, you know, free Britney fans looking out for her, but where are her other celebrity friends looking out for her? Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, who are her friends? She's friends with Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't, like, I don't think that's like a close daily kind of friendship. I think it's a, it's a Hollywood friendship. Yeah. You know. I'm not saying that that Paris doesn't care about her, but I don't think it's not necessarily something where it's like the closest. They're like, yeah, they're friends. They're not close friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think she has anyone in her life that's truly close to her. She doesn't see family, doesn't see her kids, which isn't a judgment against her. I'm just listing off how isolated she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who her friends are anymore. Yeah. I mean, so her husband's there, and I mean, I hope he, I hope his intentions are good, but he also may not be equipped for. I mean, I she's a handful. Aren't. Honestly, who he is might think equipped? he can fix her, but I mean, she, there's years of trauma of sub, and TMZ is implying addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot to take on on your own. And if we want to believe the earlier reports that one of the reasons that she's been spiraling is that she went off all of her meds cold turkey, mm-hmm. which that in and of itself can just sing- could cause a break, you know, for even a person with not even like severe depression. But if you've been, if you've been, if you'd had just been on, had been depressed and been on Prozac for, let's say a decade, you can't go cold turkey off of Prozac. Like, you just yeah. can't. And she's on heavier stuff, so you just can't go cold turkey. Like. And they said she's been to make up for some other meds. She's been abusing others. Like, mm-hmm. caffeine. Is it Adderall or did I guess Adderall? It sounds you like stimulant. Well, you guessed it and then on, on our private chat. <laughs> and then <laughs> we read in TMZ that that was alleged that yeah. Adderall was one of the drugs. I mean, I guess now we know why she's spinning around her foyer 24-7, twirling. Yeah, I know. She's just, I mean, I... This is a I've always, I, I'm sure I've said it on your like 10 times, but I think maybe her father wasn't the right conservator, but I think she, I always thought she needed a conservatorship. She's not well. I think that's what, I think that's what, you know, the majority of of. I think that's what a lot of people are realizing. Yeah. That, yeah. It was the, yeah. The message was right. The messenger was, wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that brings me to, I'm wondering if, has she, I guess, I know she didn't do it this year. It was Rihanna. Did she ever do a Super Bowl halftime? That would be an amazing comeback. Oh, Brittany has. Yeah, she's been she's been on a on a halftime show at least once. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think of her doing the Pepsi commercials. I know those with Beyonce and stuff. Yeah. JLo, I think. Let's see. I feel like yeah, she, yeah, she was yeah, it was with Aerosmith, NSYNC, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige. So that was like where was this? This was two thousand and one. 
or no, hold on, I, I'm Googling this in real time. I'm like, what, I'm like, what fucking year is this? I don't want music yeah. to play. So I'm like, okay, no, it was 2001. Yeah, it was the 2001. Oh, okay. That would be an so, amazing comeback for her. That's I don't think she's ready. That would crush her right now. The pressure is exactly what she doesn't need, but it would be amazing for us maybe next year or maybe five years down the line somewhere. When, yeah. I mean, we, did you we see don't Rihanna? know where life is going to take us. So yeah. who knows? Hopefully like things do a 180 in our life. Did because you watch it? Rihanna's Super Bowl performance? I didn't watch any of it. No, no. <laughs> You're just hearing about it. It's the first time. As I said, was like when we were talking at the beginning. It's like I am. I just have opinions about other people's opinions on the halftime show. I will watch it. I will watch all the YouTube clips when they finally get up there. I mean, I've seen like bits off of Twitter mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I've seen some stuff. But um, I got opinions on people's opinions about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I will say this at first. There were like all these things that were great, and I go. Well, I know like a five, four, three, two, one, when all the negative stuff co- starts co- coming up about it, because you can't please everybody. And I just was like, but the, the first negative one that I just could not abide was, and, and, and the least like two people tweeted almost the exact same thing. They had the same gif and it was, it's me realizing Rihanna is pregnant again and we're never getting another album. And is I she- just. Yes, it's, just, it's confirmed that she's pregnant. Her reps confirmed mm. it after the halftime show. And I just was like, are you fucking serious? Are you serious that like a wom- a pregnant woman with one child or a woman with two children can't work at the same time? I was like, this is, this is bullshit. I was like, literally, this is what this country is built on. Women having children, raising them, and also, especially nowadays, working a full-time job. And especially this country's been built on black women having children and working on working full-time jobs. Like let's let's yeah. not get it twisted here. So I was just like, I know you're trying to be funny, but I that's why I got an opinion about that opinion. But I was that's the one I got worked up about because I was like, stop saying that pregnant women can't do shit. Well I, I saw I saw pictures I watched the performance like in the background. It was like a you know I wasn't it was fun to see her again Mm. but it was a mashup of her top hits that like but that's what all all super bowl halftime shows are because oh yeah no but i just mean they're not groundbreaking maybe i don't appreciate choreography i don't so i was just like i was i was air frying wings not buffalo (laughs) garlic my special garlic parmesan but so it was on in the background i'm like coming along like oh all my favorite Rihanna songs. So it was cool, but mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah. like. But it's always a mashup. It's always a mashup of a bunch of songs. And if we've been lucky the last few years, it's usually just been one artist. And maybe you'll have a guest artist, but it's been The Weeknd, been mm-hmm. Bruno Mars, it's been Beyonce. Like, so you have one artist doing it the whole time. But for so many years, like speaking of like the 2001 Super Bowl, that was Aerosmith. It was it was uh, Mary J. Blige. It was Britney. It was like a whole bunch of different artists. Like there's times where we've had we've had Coldplay and and Shakira and J Lo and everybody. Like and so you. This isn't a concert. This isn't a Rihanna concert. This is not a tour. It is a show. It is a little performance, and but a big performance at the same time. 
And, and the woman was, I don't know, we don't know how many months pregnant she was, she is. But from what I saw her flying up in the air, all those things, I was like, shit, man. <laughs> I don't want to do that without a baby in my belly. Like, yeah. if I had a baby, I really wouldn't want to do that. Oh, my gosh. Um, fun fact, by the way, her primary residence, <laughs> I, I had to it. her primary residence is a few floors beneath Candy Spelling at the center. No way. She owns a lot of homes in LA. She has an amazing portfolio. But instead of those homes in and around Beverly Hills, she chooses to stay with Candy. Not with her. In the in the building though. She's in the condo, one of the penthouses. So nice. I like that. I like that style. I like that too. I think that's awesome. And oh, you were saying something earlier today about the compensation for being the half yeah. show performer. Rihanna doesn't Rihanna doesn't direct get paid directly for Super Bowl halftime performers don't really make money directly from the Super Bowl. They're given a budget to perform. And that is to put on the production that goes to dancers, choreographers, fireworks, whatever it is. Um and it sometimes um, like say it's a the budget. I think they said about ten to fifteen million. That halftime show might be twenty million out of pocket. So they put out out of pocket to perform. But what it is is the biggest, most valuable commercial in the world. Like figure, and because of that, they have thirteen minutes to perform in the middle of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. One of the the big most televised would have watched event in the world. They said like 200 million people watch live mm-hmm. and their ticket sales, their product sales, their album sales, everything like goes through the roof the next day. Yeah. And so they make a lot of money in the end, but it's not like an appearance fee where they're like show up to a nightclub and they take a hundred grand for the night. The, the, Payment for performing at the Super Bowl almost means nothing to them. It's the dividends that it will sow down the line. That's interesting. Just think about it. Super Bowl commercials are 30 seconds, and they pay millions for a 30-second spot. She's just got 13 minutes all to herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, And that's did. all we're, we're talking about, that more than the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the lead-up to the game, she's the most, like, she is the biggest name in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like she needs the music. I mean, mm-hmm. those Fenty products yep. through the roof. And it's all a lot of Fenty, a lot of Fenty beauty, a lot of Fenty, Savage Fenty, all of Fenty, Fenty, Fenty. Yep. Yeah. Gonna send, it's all, she's got another brand too. I feel like. um, but yeah. Um, I, fun fact I found out from Instagram mm. and, uh, Miss Patricia from Southern Charm, apparently the, uh, that big red coat that Rihanna was wearing mm-hmm. is Andre Leon Talley, Talley's oh. coat. And so she was wearing it as a tribute to Andre. Wow. In best way. And so, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so rad. I love that. And so th- I think they went to, she did that very famous um, Met Gala. With the yellow, um, the chinoise. Yeah. Outfit. And didn't I mean, did he escort her for that? I, I know there was a did, big yeah. moment, and he did also escort 
to the Met Gala, Patricia Altshaw. There's a famous picture years ago uh, when Pat lived in New York and was married to Mr. Altshaw. It was one of the, comes from one of the oldest families in Wall Street. She married very well. Give her credit. And naturally, he was also, he dedicated his book to Lee Radswell. They were Mm -hmm. very, very close, which is probably why Pat Altshaw used to be really nice to me on Twitter because she thought I was actually her friend Lee. (laughs) But so small, so we just went from um, (laughs) Rihanna at the Super Bowl to Pat. To yep. Pat Altschul in Charleston, to Lee in heaven, and it all <laughs> connects. <laughs> well, I'll take it. I'll take it a little bit right back to Rihanna real quick. Though, oh, people were reposting too that Chris Brown on his Instagram posted a story, and it just is. It's a, it's this, and it says go girl with the heart and like prayer hands. Mm. And I was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck you. Like, uh, you don't, you, do, you, don't, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that to her. I mean, granted, yeah. I don't think she's bothered, but he just wants to think that she's bothered. Yeah. Like, and he probably enjoys that all of us are bothered by it. We're talking about him. So mm. I guess he got what he wants. Well, he's stuck in like, Tarzana or wherever he lives. And look at her. She's ruling the world. Yep. Yeah. Ruling the world. It so. sucks though because I do like his music. It really sucks because I do mm-hmm. like his music. But I'm just like, yeah, you're such a bad man. <laughs> oh, two highlights from the song mashup for me. Which, by uh-huh. the way, I wasn't putting down. They're all my favorites. But, um... Oh well, my God, so many favorites. people like were hating on it. They're like, she didn't play this and she didn't play this. It was like... What is she going to fit into 13 minutes? She she get, she told people like in an interview before, a few days ago, she's like, it's really hard fitting an entire career into 13 minutes and pleasing everyone. Yeah. But the highlights for me were when, um, what's that song? Who's going to ru- run this town? Mm. And I only recently learned and I refuse to believe it. She's saying, can't be scared when it goes down. I swear, and most of the world thinks she's been saying, can't be staring nickels down, <laughs> which makes perfect sense. It's like the kind of vibe of the song, <laughs> you know, I, I joke like two nickels don't equal a dime. I mean, it just sounds like, or, and then the other one, I panicked a little. I was like, God damn it. This is going to ruin. This is going to take over the podcast tonight. Thankfully, it didn't happen. But when I mean, they we started, we still got a few more minutes left. So <laughs> when they started playing all of the lights, uh huh, I was like, "God damn it! If she brings Kanye West on this <gasps> stage, I was like, because it was rumored she was going to have a surprise. I guess it's her child. Yep." <laughs> But when I started hearing all of the lights, dun, 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 I was like, braced myself. I must have turned around from my air fryer and threw it <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Thankfully, she left Kanye out of that. It would have just validated him. It would have just fueled his delusions. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, the, the Super Bowl is happening in Phoenix. Right. Right, or Glendale. Arizona. Yeah. Um, apparently, 
Yeah. Okay. Cause all I've been on social media, I've only just been on social media today. So apparently it looks like maybe Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly have broken up mm-hmm. from her posting and like taking him off of her Instagram, like removing all the pictures of him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, apparently they're both at, they've been at Super Bowl events this weekend together. So. I don't know. I think I think they're probably over. They might like draw it out for a little bit longer or whatever, but I think they're over. I wonder if, oh, I mean, I can absolutely see them breaking up um, only because a flame that burns that bright can't go on forever. 100%. Way too intense. They're like, I don't even know what they do to each other. When you do, when you do like, Tongue to tongue touching, kissing in public. That's no, no, no. We've seen that all happen. We've seen all of those go down in flames. We've seen really- Pam and Tommy. We've seen, uh, you know, Angelina and Billy Bob. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Courtney and Travis, but if you don't want it to do that, you better lock that shit down really fast because yeah. otherwise, yeah. Yeah. So I could see that. And even their, her engagement ring was designed, supposedly, she says, would be painful to take off. Ew. I mean, it's like two, a pear-shaped emerald cup, pear-shaped diamond. But it's like the setting and the mounting is like thorny. Like it would be pain, kind of painful to take off. And she said it's because it's not meant to be. Something, some symbolic... Weird, yeah. And then, but the other side is, I forgot about them for a while. And here <laughs> they are trying to take over the hot, one of the hottest media weekends of the year. This is true. And she did post uh, lyrics, Beyonce Lemonade lyrics, yep. kind of implying he cheated on her, mm-hmm. which then... What a time to announce it in the middle of the Super Bowl. I almost wonder if she felt like she'd been pushed aside. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, I don't know. But. I don't really like care. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I'm not wishing them either way. Yeah, exactly. Although I will say, if it just means that I don't have to, like, <laughs> have their tongues forced down my throat more, like, yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Speaking of tongues forcing, I don't, I don't know where I I'm know. going. This cast is pretty slutty. I guess we could talk about the Pump Rules premiere. Oh my gosh. I'm just yes. trying to make, I'm working on those transitions. <laughs> We've said speaking of like, I think five times <laughs> between the both of us. So it's on both of us this time. It's not just you. Yeah. I won't let you hang out to drive just for, <laughs> just for today. Um, yeah, I I watched Pump Rules premiere, and uh, I I'm going to go out on a limb. Granted, it's only been one episode. I am going to go out on a limb and say that I think that perhaps they have fixed the problem that they've had the past few years. I would say like three to four seasons with the cast growing up and kind of, and moving out of being servers and bartenders Mm -hmm. at at Sir, I think with Schwartz and Sandy's and, and the Katie and Schwartz breakup and a couple of, and and even Lala's breakup, like 
because they all kind of settled down and now they're, and now life is changing up again. Right. But we also now, I like the new intro with the three different places. And so they are, it's, it's three different places, like three different places of work. And, and some of them still work at Servant on all of them. Mm. And I think that they maybe solved that problem that they're having and it's a new way to integrate it all. And I think it, I think it might work. Yeah. Cause my biggest complaint with recent seasons was I said it jumped the shark the moment they all got their giant houses and kind of nested. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It lost that. I guess maybe it wasn't because I used to complain. I may have been wrong. I used to complain, well, you know, now they have these big multi-million dollar homes. You're not watching the struggle. It's not relatable. But maybe what they were missing is the chaos and drama. And now that they're uncoupled, it's a little bit more... At least I like them single better. I like this energy this well, I season. Think it's, I think it's more of actually the struggle. I think it is. Because if we look at it with Schwartz and, and Sandoval opening up their own place, their money's in there. Their mm-hmm. money's on the line. And that's the struggle there. And for them to do that while Schwartz is going through a divorce and so having mm-hmm. to break up stuff financially too... I think that's where the struggle is. And then you get the drama. Then you get people single again. And then you get that drama happening. I think it's just less, it's, it's a little less manufactured drama mm-hmm. or produced drama, as I would, as I would like call with it, what Lala's going through. Yeah. Like what Lala's going through. Mm-hmm. I love how the LA Times is now playing such an active role in LA Bravo storylines. It's amazing. Like, I love it. Like, you know, with like Erica Girardi, it's real when the LA Times is doing a piece. Mm-hmm. And I, and I get the LA Times in paper. So I actually read the Randall. God, Emmett you're an thing. old soul. <laughs> God, grandpa. <laughs> uh, I used to read the obituaries, but I try not to any of those, like my daily thing. But, um, they're interesting. <laughs> Good storytelling. No, but um, no, I mean, Randall, it was featured, the LA Times did a write-up on it. And that's when I was like, that's when I realized her drama isn't fake. It's very serious. And to speak of that, if people watched it, you know, she has beef with Schwartz because Schwartz has stayed friendly with Randall, playing Mm -hmm. pickleball or whatever. After she had a, a, private discussion with all the friends, basically off camera, telling them, look, I don't want to make you choose, but you got to choose because this is actually really serious. There's shit going down with Randall. And like, I can't have him people being like, like you can't play both sides. Mm -hmm. Like, and Schwartz still did that. And it just, and then when they had a conversation about it, Look, Lala could come off harsh, but I 100% am behind her on this one. I'm like, mm. look, this is your child. It is, it is also something that is very Harvey Weinstein and maybe even pedophilic, allegedly, you know, so there's a lot of stuff going on there. So it's like, um, yeah, you got to protect yourself. And Schwartz, it was the perfect example of weaponized incompetence. And I think that's really what, Katie is divorcing him for is that he just always acts like he doesn't know how to do things when he does, when push comes yeah. to shove. And so with him, when he's talking before, he, even before he talks to Lala towards the end of the episode, he was like, well, I didn't, I didn't realize it was like that serious. And, and it wasn't enough 
for Lala to tell them, to tell him that it was that serious. It was that he needed to read an LA Times article for him to know, but which he still didn't even read. Yeah, and I think I that's the issue. It's like it's like you won't even believe your friends, and I was, you, and you just do what you want to do, and then you play dumb because you're you're nice, you're a nice guy. Well, but yeah, he always get plays. He's always played the nice guy, which I mean, I can't say always because when he flares up and shows his true colors, yeah. throwing mm-hmm. that drink on Katie in Mexico mm-hmm. was just like you can't he unsee said, that. I don't like the sound of your voice. When you talk, and he's he's had some zingers. And granted, Katie's not Katie. Rate those rage texts that we've heard about Katie's. Yeah. Those sound terrible to get. I mean, Katie makes me miserable, and I don't even know her, so I get that. <laughs> but he's not, and he's not her victim. He, you can tell, yeah. And he, what he, I mean, what he after, might have done to push her to that limit. Like, oh yeah, he gaslights her, and then she comes off rage, ragey Katie. This mm-hmm. sounds like some British tabloid. She comes <laughs> off raging Katie, and then he plays the nice guy. Oh mm-hmm. shucks. I just want us all to be friends. Yeah. So I get it. I don't know what she's so mad about. Like, I told her I wasn't a good listener. <laughs> so one thing, did he know? I was trying to understand. His defense was that he didn't know at the time. Because he was basically like, you called this meeting like you're some mob boss. And I was like, who the fuck are you? Um, did he, did she disclose what was serious or was she just like, I'm divorced, I'm leaving him. I need your support as friends. She didn't clarify that. I mean, who knows? Cause she did it off camera. So she oh, might okay. have, she might've told them more stuff, but just like he even says in the episode, he's like, I, I'm not a good listener. He's like, I, I yeah. that's probably why Katie, that's, that's why Katie, I wanted Katie to repeat why she was said that she was leaving me, but that's one of the reasons that she's leaving me is because she always tells me I'm not a good listener. Like yeah. he was clearly sitting there and not listening. Yeah. What's running through his head? I don't know. I can't imagine much. Like he, he's perfect for reality television yeah. in that he is beautiful and dumb. That's what I say. Like your main qualifications for being on reality television is being beautiful, dumb, and, um, and being able to talk though, too. <laughs> you have to be able to talk and he can talk. He can, he can talk a lot, but yeah. So I, I, I would bet that Lala would tell them what she knows and the seriousness of it, because it sounds like he was the only one who would do that. And yeah. Sandoval does some shady shit at times, but I watched them on, um, on the on watch what happens live afterwards and there's some times when andy was grilling schwartz about that or or like asking questions in between and schwartz with him and ha and you could tell that sandoval was uncomfortable because he did not agree with what schwartz Mm. did but he didn't want to say that on air it's trying to put myself and i caught that i watched the i watched the um I watched the Pumper Rose premiere, but I'm not like super and like, they're not like my, you know, like I know everything in, about Beverly Hills and the ins and outs. Pumper Rose, I don't follow. I'm not like personally attached to or involved with so much. And so, um, they're not rich enough for you. That's why. Pretty much. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You're so red now. <laughs> 
I was trying to be, no, yeah, I mean, no, I roll yep. with a different, <laughs> a different group from that. No, no but, um, I <laughs> uh, was going to say, yeah, they, no, so, I mean, I thought about it from his perspective, if it was true, where he said, like, you called some meeting, like a mob boss. And I was like, what the fuck are you? And I was, what that drew in my mind was a similarity and they have a few going on right now, but between Erica Jane's attitude and her divorce, I could see it being like a Kathy Hilton's dinner party. Her just being like, if you talk to, you know, remember that famous meltdown towards Sutton where you're like, yeah. who the, because a Lala, the way she defended Randall in the early stages of their thing, don't talk about my man. Mm-hmm. You can't come on our jets, mm-hmm. but you are right. In the way everyone else took it seriously and he didn't, she probably did say something and he just wasn't paying attention. He's like, I want to play pickleball. Yeah. Yeah, so, I no, want to yeah. stick close to the money, like that he thinks that isn't there. Like, yeah, wait till he finds out. No P, those <laughs> no BJs for P. <laughs> yeah, no, no BJs for PJs. <laughs> that was her motto, by the way. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, no, speaking Oh my God. <laughs> we have to this, outlaw that. We have to put up post it notes next to her thing saying, no more speaking of. You know who doesn't need her, her rich, famous Hollywood man for her own private jet? J Lo. Oh, J Lo. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. She does not. Don't be fooled by the rocks, but God. Actually, she does she need not. him, but not for the PJ. No, just like um he's he is I believe that that he is Jennifer Lopez's um ego fluffer. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. I think well okay. First of all, I saw their Dunkin Donuts commercial. I saw it on 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 social media. And that was really funny. Like we knew it was coming, but I I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. And and it and they're, Turned out good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was perfect. And uh, but then, and everybody's talked about the Grammys and and Ben's meme, and then people who were uh, seat fillers saying they actually were having kind of a good time. So you know, and that he they found out about the memes going around, and so they kind of like leaned into it mm-hmm. and stuff. So, but my a few weeks ago. I was having issues commuting because they blocked off like most of Hollywood Boulevard between Highland and Orange. And so that's right in front of like the Metro station. And it was like, this is so annoying. And they built this huge thing in the center and it was for a big TV movie premiere. And it was apparently it was shotgun wedding. So that's what it was for. It was. Oh, Oh, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The movie shotgun wedding with JLo and, um, Josh Dumel was at the the Chinese theater in Hollywood. And last night at my friend's Lorraine's birthday dinner, one of her friends had been at that premiere and said, and she was like, it was great. She was like, she's like, we saw Ben and JLo and JLo was gorgeous. She's like, I don't know how she, like, this is, she's like, it is not filters. It is not like whatever, like that woman is just 
beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I don't doubt it. Like, she is. Um, But she said that Ben was just doting on her. Like, it was like, like a, like a lovesick puppy dog, like a, Mm -hmm. like a schoolboy. Like he just, he dotes on her. And this woman has been married for like 20 something years. And she goes, that marriage is doomed. (laughs) Oh no. I was thinking the opposite as you, I was like drawn into this, like you, what you were telling me. And I'm like, wow, this is is the perfect match. You you don't think it's going to work? She does it. And I was like, but it's because it's kind of like the machine gun Kelly Mm. thing, but in a different way. Like sometimes when like you're super lovey dovey, you're trying to make sure that like, I don't know, is he trying to make up for the past and Mm. trying to like over like compensate for stuff before, or is she putting him through the paces? I don't know. Like, but there, you would think actually that a, couple that's coming back together at this time for their second go around would actually just be way more comfortable with each other. Mm. Just So they're like, still like an according, they're married. It's a proving, proving. Yeah. They're like an according. Thing. Yeah. So we're, while it's great because it, it fulfills this romantic ideal of like love and courtship and what that should look like. And, you know, every day, you know, if you marry your soulmate, it should, it should look and feel like this. Well, that's bullshit. That's not true. Um, take I was, it from the single people here. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah, I was thinking maybe he, I mean, really, she's probably the only one who could like um, kick his ass. And I don't even mean physical. I mean, she can keep him in check. I'm, um, you know, I mean, he's had a rough go of things and he's not, why am I saying it like this? He's not well behaved. So you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. She can keep him in line. And I think he, I think it impresses him. I mean, she is a force to be reckoned with and she doesn't need him. No. I mean, he has there's to be a, on his a, best behavior. She can cut him loose, and he knows that. There's a power dynamic between the two of them that's that is different and uh, and uniquely their own. He has to prove himself to her. It's not the it other way. It can get exhausting to, to, to yeah. do that. I think it's okay. It's okay for like a little bit, but like at some point, there may. I don't know. I don't. Are we know calling J Lo a dominatrix? What? Oh, is she a dumb? Is this the dynamic? Her skin's too beautiful. I feel yeah. Like. Although his skin's pretty rough, so maybe like he wears the mask, the gimp mask, and you know, <laughs> he can hide. He can hide the sweaty breakout in, in his beard. <laughs> you know, though, I think he won on one compromise here. They it was announced today. They bought a new mansion. They finally. Bought a new house. It's a mansion together, but it, they've been living. They're selling her Bel Air place. Mm-hmm. They've been renting in Beverly Hills, and where they bought is where he's lived for years. The Palisades. Yeah. And I don't see J Lo in the Palisades. It's but if you guys don't know, it's, it's so clear. <laughs> it's just a couple of neighborhoods down from Beverly Hills and Bel Air, club sandwiched between. Brentwood and Malibu, but it's just a different vibe than Beverly Hills. Just as expensive, just as many movie people, Spielberg, um, Jennifer Garner. I mean, 
It's like it, it it's kind Larry of Larry David. Larry David, yeah. It's it's got the inaccessibility in some ways, like the almost inaccessibility of like Southern Malibu mm-hmm. with the um the slightly suburbanness of Calabasas. Yeah. And, but there was something else I was going to say. Um, it's kind of like a more liberal Bel Air, a little more liberal yeah. Beverly. It's, they like said the people there, Spielberg and mm-hmm. Larry David. So it's not, people there don't, so houses are just, can be just as big and just as expensive. But people, it's not as flashy. It's not all about Rolls Royces. It's so more family much. friendly. Yes, very that's what it, definitely. That's what I was looking for. It yeah. is, which is why America's Cupcake, the former Miss <laughs> Affleck, Jennifer Garner was there. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the vibe. And I mean, I get that maybe for him because he doesn't seem to seek pop. But J-Lo, J-Lo is a Rolls Royce kind of girl, you know. Mm-hmm. I see her in Bel- yeah. Well, she's lived in Bel Air for quite a while and living in. So I, that was a compromise on her part. She's, I, I, it's weird to say compromise because it's not like a step down in any, but you know, yep. it's not her. I don't, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> but the house, by the way, 15,000 square feet built last year, seven bedrooms, 13 bathrooms on an acre flat on Sunset Boulevard, listed at 34.5 mil. And if you guys want to see the house on our Twitter, we found the link to realtor.com because the deal's still pending. The listing is up. So you can take your own photo tour through the house. Because <laughs> once they sign that, once that deal closes, we will never be allowed inside that house. And like it's, it's for an architecture digest featuring Ooh. JLo and lots of cream and white cashmere. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's a pretty nice house. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's big. Oof. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I feel like hell didn't like freeze over, but it feels like, I don't know, the devil bought ice skates or something because apparently Teresa Judice and Jacqueline Larita met up in Las Vegas mm-hmm. this weekend and like had a tete-a-tete. That means a meeting of the minds, Teresa. Um, yeah. So, you know, they had they had dinner She together. would be like, why are you talking about my titties? <laughs> I know, exactly. I can't believe I said that. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, they like made up or something. Yeah. Yeah, but- they had, they finally had, I guess Jacqueline has been speaking in defense. She's speaking, I don't know, I guess it's a zero-sum game, so speaking out against Melissa is speaking in favor of Teresa. Mm. Uh, Jacqueline's revealed some things about how manipulative Melissa Gorga was behind the scenes, which kind of lends herself to supporting Teresa a bit. Yep, exactly. So they met And that's that's the reason for the, the breakdown in their relationship was that Teresa didn't feel that Jacqueline supported her. So they went, um, the Jacqueline moved to Vegas. Um, so that's why they met there. Um, she, when she left the show, her and her husband, Chris Larita, who's 
Caroline Manzo's brother, Caroline and Dina's brother, they moved to Vegas. And that's why we haven't even seen her back on the show in years because they moved on or moved away. But Teresa was in Vegas. The couples met for dinner, Mm -hmm. right? It was, I don't know if Chris was there, but it was Jacqueline and Teresa and Louie. Did you see the picture, by the way? I pointed something out on Dawn about it. Oh, that, what, the, that Jacqueline's uh, YSL bag is fake? Yeah, it looks pretty fake to yeah. me, which, I mean, but then that's in true New Jersey style. They're the one cast that's always being called out for wearing fakes. Mm-hmm. But then if you start, I have to read through the thread. Sorry, guys. There are people calling out Teresa's things as fake, too. Mm-hmm. She's wearing, a, is it Balmain? A Belmont tee with like Belmont or Balenciaga print boots yeah, with she, a Chanel well, got, bag. Is it Fendi boots or something? She's got a Chanel yeah. bag. Yeah, Belmont top um, uh, boots. Or oh, those Gucci. I can't tell. Maybe they're Gucci. They're, they look like Fendi, but it's another brand. It might be Belmont. One of them has a that kind of interlocking logo similar to Fendi. And I'm thinking because of her t-shirt, but people started pointing out how all of it could be fake. We're talking about the designer goods. I mean, these are knockoffs of current designs. Someone, I need to get their name on Twitter. We will give them a shout out. I appreciated it. They went to Neiman's, the website, counted the chevron stripes on the on the real version and noticed her, hers had an extra stripe. These are little details that... Sorry, it was a good knockoff, but just as soon as I saw it, and I'm not an expert, I was just like, it's not sitting right with me. Mm-hmm. And it's not even the most expensive purse in the picture. It's like 1500 or so. If Teresa's Chanel is real, it would be many more thousands. Yeah. But it was that YS, I don't know. It just, and a lot of people agree. So it's New Jersey style to wear fakes. That's what they do. It's just when you pass it, try to pass it off as like. Yeah. I mean, I just wouldn't have carried a bag in that picture. How about that? They don't need to. They have to show it off. They're all about the labels. It's very, I mean, like, yeah. It's very New Jersey. Mm. Take that as you will. (laughs) Take that as you will. (laughs) Listens in New Jersey go down considerably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of, no, I'm joking. (laughs) Outlawed. Make sure sure our listens stay up. Please um, subscribe. What do you do? Rate, subscribe, and review. Share with your friends. Share with your friends. Um, Share it with your friends all over the place. Yeah. Make sure um, you can also, of course, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcast, at Twitter, uh, Pretty Corrupt One. Um, And then our personal accounts are on there as well. Um, What are your handles, Stacey? Mine is just real Stacey Connor. Yeah, and I am Jordan R. Myers and various other things. So (laughs) thank you so much and have a pretty corrupt week. Mm. I want to say bye. Uh, 
I will say goodbye. <laughs> A tutelao. Adios.